what's up so the question is how to meditate i use a four-point system when i meditate be confident be open be active and believe the first one be comfortable whether you're sitting down laying down or standing up make sure that you are comfortable it doesn't matter which that you do just choose something that you are going to be able to withstand for long periods of time, even if you don't meditate for a long period of time. Be open. When you first start out, your brain will uh, ramble a lot. You'll have a lot of thoughts going in your head and it'll be kind of endless to the nonsense that your brain can go through. But be open to that nonsense because behind the madness there is sanity so really just let yourself think those crazy thoughts and sit back and just analyze be your own therapist look and see why you are thinking these things be active not physically be active but mentally be active with yourself so the ways to get yourself to silence your brain is to actively breathe to actively listen to the things that are going on around you and just to actively participate in meditation whenever you're meditating don't think about how long it's been don't worry about what's going on around you you decided to meditate for however long you decided which it doesn't matter you can just Meditate for as long as you can withstand it, but you decided to meditate, so you need to be as active as possible in trying to sit and be with yourself. It's basically like going to the dinner table with yourself, but instead of being on your phone, you're actually talking. And then the last one, believe. Once you have found how to silence yourself, you'll see that a lot of things are drawn to you you'll see that you are drawn to a lot of things that's when you need to kind of believe in the process that you've gone through because you have now set the focus once you've figured out how to just start the calm you don't have to hold it for long periods of time but once you learn how to silence yourself even for a little bit you'll be able to continuously do it and you'll like doing it the better you get at it. It's like anything. The better you get at it, the more fun it becomes because you can try new things out. But that push and that believe will gear you to the best life that you can possibly have. It just takes a little bit of controlling the chaos. Meditation is like spring cleaning for your brain, except you need to do it seasonally because as you can tell, which I'm sure you can tell if you're here, your brain can take you to the furthest ends of each way. So it, you really need to work it, work on controlling your brain because there are unlimited amounts of things that you can think of. Whether they are true or not, you can still think of it. And that space taken up in your head that you don't need. The more space you can take up towards your goal, the faster you'll be able to obtain that goal. But I know for a fact that you are here today and you are listening to this podcast right now. You are underneath the vibrations of my voice. So I know 
that you are in the works to getting what you want. And I guarantee if you follow me, whatever you are seeking, the happiest of happiness you will be able to get. At the crown of the head, conscious thoughts that spread to a warmth well fed into the shoulder it flows on those cozy comfort coves to a heart that knows slivering down the spine is the link from the divine to her most luscious vine driven through the ground enclosed in silence and in sound the truest of selves can be found the head, conscious thoughts that spread to a warmth well fed, into the shoulder it flows, on those cozy comfort coves, to a heart that knows, slivering down the spine is the link from the divine. To her most luscious vine Driven through the ground Enclosed in silence and in sound The truest of selves can be found At the crown of the head Conscious thoughts that spread To a warmth well fed Get into a comfortable meditation position. Breathe in. Breathe out. Next breath fills your stomach. Breathe in. Breathe out. Relax your eyebrows, breathe in, breathe out. Let your cheeks fall, breathe in, breathe out. Your jaw is relaxed, breathe in, breathe out. Release your shoulders, rotate backwards. You can feel yourself being pulled longer and taller. Breathe in, breathe out. Feel the breath down your spine. Breathe in, breathe out. Your hips are relaxed. Breathe in. Breathe out. 
your thighs are not flexed, breathe in, breathe out. Your ankles feel loose, breathe in, breathe out. Your toes are relaxed, breathe in, breathe out. The breath goes through the bottom of your feet into the ground, breathe in. Breathe out. Jazz Monet, and we are listening to the Isley Brothers' Footsteps in the Dark. I want us to talk a little bit about decision making, and I picked out three types of decisions that we have to make usually daily. So I want you to get into a comfortable position. And we're going to take a couple of breaths. But on our breaths in, I want you to visualize your breath coming in and accumulating in your stomach. I want you to feel your stomach expand. And on your breath out, I want you to feel it completely deplete. And I want you to feel that air out in front of you. So we're going to take a deep breath in, feel your stomach expand, feel that ball of breath, and then exhale, feel the breath leaving your lips, feel it out in front of you on the tip of your nose, take a deep breath in. And breath out. I want you to think of three decisions that you have made today, in this past month, in this past year. And I want you to think about how you got to that decision. Was it a hard decision to make? Was it something that really tried you as a person, something that almost changed you or it did change you because of the decision you had to make? Or is it something that you decide on daily and it has little to no effect on you? Take a breath in, feel the expand, 
breath out. So one of the first types of decisions that we have to make are decisions that are based on the options we have available. And that would be like to eat. The options we have to eat will strongly determine the option that we choose. And the amount of options that we have to make also determines the type of options that we choose. So in deciding, for instance, what to eat, the process of elimination is one of the smoothest ways to make a decision without having to put much effort. Let's say you want to decide what to eat. You want something to eat. You don't want to cook it. You don't want to sit down and wait. You need it fast. Prefer it to be chicken somewhere close to the house off of that criteria right there, it should limit your options down severely. Think about the types of places and their sauces. What time is it? Would they be busy? Do you mind waiting in a line? I personally do not like waiting in line. And that's something that I consider when I'm choosing something as simple as where to eat. But also another way to use process of elimination as far as, I'll say career, but your job, your way of life. One of the first things is, honestly, you have unlimited abilities of what you can do and be considering the amount of work and effort you're willing to put into what areas. But let's say you have a specific area that you are very in passion with. <laughs> like for me, I love teaching and teaching is something that I do beyond just my career. I, I live this, this is my life. Here I am right now trying to teach you something. <laughs> Whether you want it or not, it's coming to you. Mm -hmm. In deciding my career path, I try to stay as general as possible before I get to the specific. For instance, I like teaching. Teaching is very general because, I mean, I could teach at a preschool, I could teach at a daycare, I could teach in a fifth grade classroom, I could teach high school, middle school, I could teach college, professionals, I could do side classes. I mean, honestly, I could teach swimming lessons. Teaching is my general idea. That is who I am. I am the teacher. How I define teacher is the decisions that I'm making. And of course, what am I doing for my career? What am I doing for a job? What am I gonna be spending at least 40 of my hours a week doing? 
It really needs to focus around yourself, the qualities you have, because if it doesn't, you'll just endlessly put yourself in a cycle of being in a situation you don't like, continuously leaving situations because you don't like them, or having to compensate with other forms of income and life of living. You can take it as, let's see, ah, someone who likes to communicate. Communication that's pretty broad. You can communicate anywhere. Take in the idea of communication and shaping it to yourself. I know it's cheesy when people say, you know, you're supposed to focus on yourself, but really that is the highest key that you can teach yourself is to really focus on yourself because there are really an unlimited amount of possibilities that could happen. And you are like a little tinker toy and each of the little gears around you connects somewhere. And catch me if I'm losing you, but the more you figure out which pieces fit where, the faster you can solve your problem. The faster you figure out the color scheme on your puzzle, the faster you can put it together. And that's all that you're doing. When you learn yourself, you're learning the puzzle pieces that already fit. You fit to these places already. In your head, you don't, but you do. You just don't know where. You don't know yet. You haven't uncracked the code. You have to go through endless amounts of lessons and lessons and lessons. And I am here to take away all of that pain of the lessons to show you how to at least glide through effortlessly to the end product. And again, if your goal is to be a communicator and you love talking to people, don't decide, okay, I'm going to do telecommunication because now you have made such a decisive decision with your life that if another opportunity came along that was better, you are kind of blinded to it. You have no idea. But when you are detached from everything, when you are just on yourself and you know exactly the things that you like, how you fit with people, the things that you are best at, the things that you are not so great at, then that's when you can really get the type of things you want from life because you'll be able to immediately go, oh no, that's not for me. I don't want this because if you don't go through that, that's when this entire lesson comes along and you have to go through a quote unquote, I'm definitely doing air quotes, journey. You have to go through another journey, spend another lifetime when really all you need to do is let yourself go and open up to who you really are. I'm going to just tell you right now, the more you pretend to be somebody else, the more you're going to keep getting other people's stuff. And I'll tell you right now, other people's stuff is not what you want because it's never going to be what you want because you're not other people. So I digress. The next 
um, decision that we have to make definitely on a regular basis is what to do first. What to do first when I wake up in the morning. What to do first when I have a lot of things to do. What to do first. And you never get a second chance at a first impression. And that's really how you should approach first things. When you wake up first in the morning, that is your impression of the day. So why not make it something that you really want to do? Like when I wake up in the morning, I really want to listen to music. I find my favorite song. If it's a song I've been binge listening to for a month, that's what I already have pulled up. So when I wake up, I listen to that song. I feel good. Even if I stub my toe, I still have that song in my head. I'm feeling good. Now, if I didn't do that, I would just stub my toe and my do my, my entire day is, is done. As you can see, it's done. I, I don't, I'm going back to bed. Thank you very much. But again, I digress. Another first that we have to decide is when you have a lot of things to do, what to do first. So let's see. Um... When I'm deciding what I want to do first, I, I'm a little different from you. And you take what I know with a grain of salt. But um, I like to do the hardest thing first. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I'm gonna hit you with some science, but time is relative, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just explain this to you, okay? So, I give you a little exercise. Take one activity that you do on a regular, like maybe you cook or wash dishes or drive to work, anywhere where you're near a clock and you kind of regularly check it. Now. I want you to do that activity, but do not check your time. In your head, think how long it'll take you. And then when you're done and you've completed the activity, how long did it feel like it took? How long did it actually take? Time is really relative. So I try to do the hardest thing first because in my head, that's going to be the one thing where I'm like, oh, man, I can't do that because I have to, I got to start with the engine before I put the seats in, you know, I can't do, I got to start. You got to start somewhere before you end. So me, I know myself and I'm like, Jazz, we're not going to play that. Do the hardest thing first because I found that when I do the hardest thing first, it never takes as long as I think it is. And after that, everything else is cake. Like I feel better even if I don't get everything else done. I'm like, well, you know what? Shoot, toot my horn. I done did it today. But, again, I digress. <laughs> another thing, um, another type of decision that we regularly have to make is decisions between just a few things, one or two things, or just several small things. Like, you have an hour break and you have a sink full of dishes or a, a nicely made bed that you could go and nap in for 45 of those 60 minutes. In this scenario, 
choosing yourself first would seem like the right thing to do because you're tired, you want to take a nap. But again, think about how long it takes for you to take a nap because not all of us are as meditatively woken and I will just awake, awake, there you go. And I'll just tell you, I mean, it still takes me a while to get to bed just to rest my mind in general because a thousand miles an hour, I'm telling you, a thousand miles an hour. But you think you'll have that 45 minutes to nap and then it only ends up being about 20 minutes and really you're more tired than when you went in. And let's say you get that 45 minute nap and you know, you're well rested. Now you get off of work, the second half of work was just awful, you're exhausted, you get off of work, you've got some food you can make in there, but there is a sink full of dishes. And now I am eating McDonald's, thank you very much. Oh. Instead, you could have washed the dishes first because again, <clears throat> science. Time is relative. So let's say you wash those dishes and while you're washing the dishes, I know this is crazy, but when you clean, your brain does the same type of rambling as if you were in bed because cleaning is something that you can do almost autopilot. You don't need that much brain function into making dirty, not dirty. And washing those dishes, your brain has had an opportunity to ramble on what feels like five years, but it's only taking you roughly 10 minutes to do the dishes. And you've gotten all the dishes done. You've gotten all the dishes done and you feel actually kind of good. You feel rejuvenated because while you were washing those dishes, you found yourself thinking and processing and you had time to really rest. You think that laying down and closing your eyes was the rest, but just doing something as small as self-service, washing the dishes, letting yourself just be, making something that's dirty clean, letting your brain take a break, you still have room for a nap and honestly you'd probably nap a little bit better because you've had that opportunity to get those rambles out and do something a little physical with it. So if you haven't already figured it out, my vote is on washing the dishes because science. But those are the three types of decisions that we make on a regular basis and I really want to push to you that you aren't going to be perfect you're not going to be able to do all three at once and I mean honestly if you can really just write me a letter and tell me how would you do it because it is hard changing yourself is not easy but the fact that you are even trying lets you know that you will get to where you want to be. You just have to know. If I know, 
than you should know. And I have more faith in you than I have anywhere else. And I want you to know that you should reward yourself for any small thing. Even thinking about a situation where you could have used different techniques as I start because once you analyze it you get a chance to really put it into your life and I will be here with you to help you put it into your life I will just tell you we're going to get a couple of lifetimes and it's going to feel like no time and you can find me on Instagram at underscore senpai mama wait a minute underscore senpai underscore mama Psh, crazy you can also visit my website uh, <laughs> website com. l-a-m-a-s-t-e dot s-i-m d-i-f dot com Listen, it is three in the morning and they call this the witching hour because usually things are asleep, but my brain is wide awake and I am here with you connected no matter what time it is. We are on the same time and I just want you to know that you are on your way. Thank you so much.